All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of 30 and 60, an over 30 clan podcast, episode 37. Today is February 16th. We have uh, several hosts tonight. We got our provisioner of name changes, Nubs. <laughs> we got... Um, I spend too much time playing Elder Scrolls Online, Nuclear Coog, and uh, <laughs> New Face uh, to the mix, uh, DK Boss Man. So, welcome, guys and gal. Yay! Thanks, boss. So, Thanks for uh, having me. <laughs> over 30 Clan, obviously, a uh, gaming community for adults over 30 years old. Check us out uh, on multitude of platforms, over30clan.com, Twitter and Facebook, at over30clanusa, Twitch TV slash over30clanusa, soundcloud.com slash over30clan. You can also search iTunes uh, for over30clan and find this podcast. And check out our blog at blog.over30clan.com. Uh, probably one and a half hour easy podcast is my guess. <laughs> we'll see. We're going to talk uh, State of the Clan, of course. We'll cover our steals and deals for February upcoming, upcoming clan events and announcements. We're going to cover some Anthem, maybe some Division 2. Uh, probably won't get to Apex Legends. I was looking for someone to talk to that and we ended up with too much content, so probably next month we'll talk Apex Legends. It'll probably be covered in the hype section. Uh, then some more main topics, video game, or other main topics, video game flops, and that, that's a lot of topics there for video game flops. <laughs> Maybe we'll <laughs> Steam Awards if we have time, uh, and then uh, Roundtable and announcements and such. So... State of the clan. Busy. It's funny. When I said I wanted to shut things down and not take on new people because I wanted to work on the website, even more people decided to register and apply. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I need to change this in my notes because I have the Superstore written in there. So for January, we had 98 people register, 63 applied. That's a, a hell of a uh, turnaround. 27 PC folks, 13 Xbox, and 23 for the PlayStation. We had four underage exceptions, of which three were approved. Uh, financial report, looking good. We got uh, some funds stored away for our refresh of the website. PayPal at 881.37 uh, in the bank account, 636.05, giving us a total of $1,517.42. We had no bills paid in January, and uh, since I was out of the country, we did not have a giveaway in January either. I got to get back on the, the ball. I have uh, quite a cache of uh, game keys still left after that huge Bonanza Blitz in December of giveaways. Gave away 20 some games, and I still have a huge list to go. <laughs> so, uh, maybe we can find a volunteer for that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if I want to relinquish that power, but <laughs> Steals Deals this month. Your games with gold is going to be Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, available all through February for the Xbox One, Super Bomberman, which will be available the latter part of February. 
uh, today, starting today until March 15th, Assassin's Creed Rogue, also available the, well, I guess that's no longer available now. I'd look at it February 1st and 15th. <laughs> Don't scratch that one. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, available February 16th to 28th. For your PlayStation Plus, you're going to get uh, For Honor or the complete first season of Hitman. Uh, for PlayStation 3, you'll get Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, and Dive Kick for the Vita. And also for the Vita, you get Rogue Aces and Gunhouse. But keep in mind, this is the last month for your PS3 and Vita updates for PlayStation Plus. They're going to uh, discontinue that uh, as far as the deals go. You won't get uh, any of those platform deals with Plus. Steam specials. Uh, I've seen a lot of new people. Uh, get back on the kick of uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege that is on sale right now on Steam for $9.99. I think they had a free weekend last weekend as well. Um, Astroneer came out of Early Access for $23.99. That's a pretty good game. I played it in Early Access. Borderlands 2 for $4.99. Who can beat that? And uh, Rocksmith 2014 Edition Remastered if you want to learn how to play the guitar, $8.99. <laughs> Um, upcoming clan events and announcements. We are in our third season of Forza 7 Racing League. Uh, it's kicked off. We have weekly races. It's a 12-week series every Friday, right? At 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Uh, we just finished our fourth race. You are still free to join in anytime. You know, it's for fun, but we do have those that take it serious. <laughs> <laughs> And you can also check any of those previous races out uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash over30clanusa or on uh, youtube.com slash over30clan. Uh, I'd like to reiterate that there may be an O30C government-style shutdown, and that's, of course, related uh, to revamping and refreshing the website and forum. I don't have an official date yet, but it's something I want to get to <laughs> soon. Uh, as I've been saying for the last nine months, <laughs> I need to declare a national emergency, Trey says. I <laughs> uh, also want to remind everyone to please ask an admin or moderator before you create any in-game entity to represent over 30 clan. Uh, also, if you'd like to volunteer to manage such in-game entity uh, for any game, uh, please contact uh, any admin or moderator can help you with that either on the website or Discord. Three. Which leads us into our first uh, bit of game news, previews, and hype. And uh, that is Anthem. Mr. DK Boss Man has so graciously agreed, that poor sucker, to <laughs> manage, manage our Anthem presence uh, on PC, I presume. Yeah, uh, I guess let me ask this. So they changed things up with battlefield and destiny with being separate entities and then combined entities so i guess the first question is is do you know if, if the anthem entities are platform specific or is it universal are you talking about the servers and players um just the like the what, what are they calling it a clan or are they calling it a company or what, what is the do, do we know yet what the in-game entity is for a group okay so Right now, they haven't officially come out with a group entity like that. What it is is that they 
have a system called alliances, which is a weekly reward system where the top five uh, friends on your friends list that have um, accrued experience through playing the game and whatnot, they'll increase their alliance level. And so what will happen is, is at the end of the week, it'll cash in the top five individual players on your friends list and their total alliance level and give you the in-game currency that's used to buy uh, crafting materials and cosmetics and stuff like that. They don't currently have a thing like a clan or guild representation, but from what I've been reading uh, from the guys like Chad Robertson and Ben Irving, the, the leads and designers for them, for the Anthem game itself, they're talking about trying to initiate a guild system uh, almost immediately after they get everybody up and running uh, and start the first act of iterative content that they've spoiled. So let's, uh, thank you for that. Let's review. I have not played Anthem. Frankly, I'm sorry to say I don't wish to. (laughs) It just really (laughs) looks like another destiny. And uh, that may be, float someone's boat but it just doesn't thrill me that much mm-hmm. uh, but you guys played uh, an exorbitant amount of the beta i presume and then the game just went live right yesterday yeah. did it correct so let's uh, give us a rundown on uh your i heard the raw ra- the the raunch the launch was, <laughs> was a little <laughs> a little rough as most games are when they first uh come out in beta but uh give us your initial thoughts and then uh what you saw for any patches changes or go live so the and nuke can help me along with this um the initial run through of the vip demo and then the follow-up to that a week later the open demo um they call them demos they were betas because they were definitely using a a batch of code that was causing a massive amount of problems for a lot of people, most of which was the dreadful 95% glitch is what they called it. But basically the game was failing to load in certain portions of the transition between uh, being in town and then launching into a mission or transitioning between uh, spaces in a mission and it would cause somebody to start loading and then just stop at 95% on their bar and it would not progress any further. They could sit there for an hour and it wouldn't do anything. The game had effectively crashed. It just didn't show the regular tendencies of a crash, like a error screen or crash the desktop or anything like that. Oh, no! <laughs> I like got some uh, 2K developers over there. <laughs> and... And then to like add push to shove, one of the ongoing issues that they had once people were able to get past that, because they did some initial quick quality of life like patches to try to keep get the betas into a functional state. And one of the main draws after you got through the base uh, story snippet that they cut three missions out of the main quest lines for a particular individual so that you could experience some of the cut scenes and how the 
characters looked when they interacted with the player and so on, and also demo out a little bit of your choice in conversations. Um, they had the end, one of the end game aspirational content is what they're calling it uh, options, which was it called a stronghold. And this was usually about three encounters in a boss fight. And the problem that a lot of people were having is, is they'd be in the middle of a boss fight, regardless of difficulty, and have it anywhere in its phasing on its health, and it would crash the entire team out to desktop or put them in a loading screen in the middle of the firefight and uh, then say that they disconnected from the origin server. Oh, ouch. And during that time, the origin server was incredibly unstable too, so it was causing a massive problem for people to maintain and consistently get into missions and complete them. So you'd have people going out into the free play, and then they'd get you know mostly done, and then crash out. And the only way for them to their gear would be saved. All the items that they picked up up until that point would be saved on their character, but they'd have to load into a mission and then return from that mission in order to get rewarded with their stuff. Until then, it was in a limbo. <laughs> yeah, until was then, that... it would be in limbo. So, Was that all in the beta? Or is that... Yeah, that was, just, that was all in the beta. Okay. No, so, they definitely get kudos for having a like safety net system so that people didn't just absolutely lose all of their progress. But... The thing was, is that in order to access that, they had no way outside of engaging the mission um, code and then returning from it in order to get it. Uh, there's an in-game, in-town uh, vault interaction where you can get into your locker and start, like, sorting out your items and getting rid of the ones that you don't want and junk them, scrap them for parts and stuff like that. The mm -hmm. fact that you can't identify items that haven't been identified because you crashed out of something or something like that mm -hmm. by interacting with that was maybe a lost opportunity. Um, how was uh, did did they allow a, a preload before uh, go live in the beta? Yeah, yes, they did. Um, I was not a part of that, but I believe it was the day before. Everybody started preloading, and then there was a little bit of controversy around that because apparently the release date was incorrect on Origin when they uh, had started that. So everybody was expecting to be playing on the 14th, and there was some mixed information on that. And they ended up correcting that for the 15th, but there were a lot of people grumbling about that because a lot of people apparently had taken the day off in expectation to be able to crack into the game on the 14th. Oh, rats! Nuke <laughs> <laughs> was telling me about that, that they, they had the wrong date on the launcher forever. Yeah, so definitely some... <laughs> yeah, de definitely some Valentine's Day blues where... If people were being irresponsible, <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play Destiny all day." And nope, not today. <laughs> Guess it's time to clean the house instead, right? Yeah. So now I got to think about that. I'm lonely, <laughs> forever alone. Oh, yeah. so sad. 
so the, the game um is it through the microsoft store or no it's it's through the origin launcher as far as the pc is concerned okay uh, which i i have a particular vendetta with the origin launcher because it's been it's not steam no and <laughs> it's it's, it's running through all of the growing pains that a lot of these newer launchers are running through all of the growing pains that Steam had to go through. And one of the ongoing things is I think that they've had some we're, – we're, we're dipping away from the topic for a second, but I think that they've had a ridiculous amount of success with the Apex Legends game, which – in turn probably lends them to having to try to stabilize as best as possible because they're now launching like one of their AAA titles in the same space that that, that success is going on. So how did uh how's it play uh frame rate wise and what are you running for hardware? Um I'm running a PC that's actually like abysmally low on its uh specs nuke would probably be the one to field that question because he's been playing it as well and i think that he has a much better pc than i do my (laughs) my my current let me pull that up real quick got me on the spot there black tell us how it plays and then while he looks that stuff up yeah well for for mine um i just with my new setup i got the uh new gpu or CPU, um, it ran really well. Uh, it was a disaster in in beta, but I've got a i5-8400 um, with a 980 Ti, and it was it runs anywhere from, I, th- I think the lowest I've had it is like 56 when every ability is going off at the same time. Um, but it's usually running between 65 to 115. Um, 90% of the time, I'm 80 plus. Oh, wow. So, nice. So, so um, yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. The, uh, the, it's sad that they put their worst foot forward in the uh, beta or mm. the quote unquote demo. And see, that, that was a, before they, before the, the demo came out. I applauded them for calling it what it is. Hey, it's a fucking demo. Yeah, you show us something a month before release, it's a fucking demo. It's not a goddamn beta. Um, they called it what it is, but then it really should have been called <laughs> a beta because it would have given them a lot more cover than saying, hey, this is a demo. Because whenever you get a demo, you expect, okay, this is representative of the final product. Yeah. There was definitely like a collective gasp as like everybody started cracking and it was like, oh my gosh, this is this is bad. <laughs> this like, is going to be a fucking disaster. Yeah, like this but is, they they fixed they fixed a, my biggest complaint was the optimization was fucking terrible. My CPU cores were all over the map, anywhere from like ten percent to a hundred percent, and none of it was uniform. It didn't make any sense. Um, it ran really. Um, the positive is fix most all of that. Um, the flying controls and the swimming controls were absolutely horrible. So much so that everybody basically said, if it launched like this, then it 
almost unplayable with keyboard and mouse, and you go to your controller and nuke don't do controller. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to follow up with uh, Nuke sparing his soul and his rig, um, I'm about to make it worse. I'm running a i5-4590 and a GTX 960 for my GPU. So, But with that, I'm running into the same situation that Nuke is where I'm getting a solid 60-70 frames per second and when all the big you know ultimates are going off and stuff that's when it dips to like 40 or 50 but it's been pretty stable the problem that's not too bad no No, it's solid that's that's, i have no complaints about that at all and i'm running on medium settings so I've, i've messed with a couple of different things to help tailor that like turning motion blur off. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't keep putting that in games. Uh, <laughs> blur. For, for consoles, I kind of understand. For PC, I have no idea why that's a thing. Because like m- when I built my computer a while back, it was considered a mid-range enthusiast like tier. Like it was right before you started plugging a couple thousand dollars worth of computer parts into it every time. Mm-hmm. And I can still run pretty much everything up to current iterations of games with little to any problems. So the fact that they keep putting motion blur in there to it just it's really gross. And that was one of the problems that the beta actually had is is that they had a toggle for motion blur, but it was actually tied to another option in the video settings and you had to go in and kind of wiggle things around a little bit to get it to go away. So, so did the game feel like a console port or did it feel like they gave it some effort for a PC title? I would say that they did not, uh, I'm going to iterate what Nuke said and say that they didn't put their best foot forward in the demo, but They've already started down the path of making it really solid for the PC goers to optimize it. Now it's just a matter of ongoing polish for that. And uh, they've already put forward saying that they're going to continue to push the optimization for the PC um, and try to streamline everything that they can for the consoles. So, so yeah, I think beta, beta felt like a straight up It felt like Dark Souls 2. <laughs> I mean, it felt like a straight-up port, but they really, I, they they made adjustments, and it feels, it's, there's still some console-y things in there, but it's not, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really get in my way. And it lends itself very well to using uh, controllers, so... <sighs> The thing is, is I play games that are like straight console rips, and you can tell within twenty oh, seconds of playing. Sucks. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 the one. In recent years, anyway. Um, but this one lends itself very well to using controllers if you feel the inclination to use a PS4 or Xbox One or even an Xbox 360 controller. But it also, since they tightened up the mouse and keyboard controls and are going to continue to do so, um, 
it lends itself very well to mouse and keyboard. I've been playing with mouse and keyboard the whole time because I couldn't get my PS4 controller to work during the demo and haven't bothered <laughs> with it during the uh, launch. And I haven't had any problems. I changed the sensitivity on certain flight controls and stuff like that. But other than that, it's been working fine. Plus, thick, thick boys don't uh, do that fancy fly boy shit that all the other guys do. So I just put a shield up and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> So, Nuke, earlier when you were giving us your uh, frame numbers and stuff, is what uh, setting is that on? Um, ultra. Ooh, nice. Okay. But ultra, the only thing I changed was um, the motion blur and God, what was the – there's another setting on there that um, that you have to turn off to get motion blur 100% gone. The Antroscope, uh, I don't know the actual – Name it's the it's the filtering thing it starts with oh, a yeah let's say it's like antiscopic filtering filtering like there you go that's that's it yeah that turn that off those two things to just get rid of motion blur um, supposedly involved with the discussion Mister Helper <laughs> <laughs> supposedly they are going to be um, they're going to be adding a uh, field of view slider. They're going to be adding a couple of other things. Hope they're trying to get it done for the for the twenty second um, hard launch. I don't expect it by then, but it's something that they're definitely planning on doing. So that's a that's a good thing. Um, in a game with the world as big as it is, so much verticality, um, and you're spending a lot of time flying around, and and really movement is is going to be a big deal as long as you're not playing a colorless um field of view is going to be a huge deal because you're moving fast um and it's a big ass world and you know having it just looking like looking through a fucking box um ain't gonna work on that and one of the ongoing things that i kind of take beef with with their current hud system is the way that they have uh, enemies show up or there's red pips on this uh, compass that's very similar to what you'd see in a Fallout game for the 3D yes, stuff. It's, it's, the old, it's the old Skyrim compass. Yeah, and that just is frustratingly inadequate when it comes to um, tracking mission-relevant items down because they have something that kind of guides you to those, but it it tries to take into account verticality, but it doesn't do it well and so you could be standing right on top of an objective that you need to interact with to progress the mission and it could be like 20 feet below you so um the other thing is is when you're getting pot shot from like 15 different directions and there's that one sniper that you need to deal with it's very difficult to tell where the shot's coming from if you don't catch their like laser beam guidance thing that kind of highlights where they're at so you can get domed by a bunch of things that you need to deal with from a distance at a different angle and not know where they are because your HUD that outlines where enemies are is just a single strip that has red pips on it and that's it. Fun. Yeah. It's not a, it's not it's not bad if you play on normal, but who plays on normal? Yeah, we've been playing on hard for a while <laughs> and just anybody who's not running the um the level of toughness for the classes in the game range from uh, super easy to kill with the uh, 
small little interceptor ninja class. It moves up to the storm, which is the mage class, and then it moves up to the ranger. And the ranger and the dreadnought have uh, some of the best toughness, um, with the thick boys having the most. But it's very easy once you get into hard mode missions to just get chunked down by certain specialty uh, non-cannon fodder enemies. And that's especially true to like one or two very specific enemies from each group of factions that you run into. Hmm. Uh, there's yeah, so I would I would recommend anybody anybody that plays this. This is one thing I would I would do if I did it all over again. Play hard mode from the very start. Mm-hmm. Snipers are going to rip your face off, but um, everything else is manageable. <laughs> and you get more XP, you get more loot, and you get more of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, did you already complete the story by now, Nuke? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I probably would have, but I think of I've probably played fifteen hours. I'd say six hours in loading screens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the loading screen tax. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we start the thing shit that needs to improve section. Yeah, yeah, we we want to like highlight that at the top. So the the <laughs> the HUD, the combat HUD, definitely needs indicators on whether they're above you, below you, or even with you, as far as elevation is concerned. Because yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm I'm not sure if Bioware is aware, um, but there's a new thing that came out here recently, um, right along with ray tracing. It's called Minimap. I've only, <laughs> seen, I've only seen modders be able to pull it off, um, yeah. but those uh, it really does add a lot to the game. I mean, it doesn't. It, it might get in the way of m- immersion, but um, fuck immersion. Yeah. And then the the loading screen tax is uh, a widely complained about thing. Yeah, it's too damn high right now. It's a widely complained about thing right now. Um, the what the ongoing uh, issue is is that we have the group of PC players that have the game installed on you know varying degrees of SSDs where the solid state drives are increasing or speeding up their loading times into missions. Then you have everybody that has regular hard drives, like the the rest of us plebeians, and I am one of them. And what that translates into is, is and almost dumb is part of our regular ongoing crew, and he's <laughs> one of the guys that I've been playing the most with, and he has it installed on a solid state, so I can do the comparison. It takes him roughly like thirty to thirty seconds to a minute to load into a given mission. Um, it takes me about double to triple that, depending on what's going on. So, imagine if you will, every time you go into a mission, that you're sitting there waiting two to three minutes to load into the game. And oh boy, that's going to be rough on consoles with. 5400 rpm drives yeah and then tie that into the fact that the game has a sort of forced tethering system when you're in uh missions very similar to how the old halos used to where they'd pull people up to the next checkpoint whenever uh somebody in the party advanced the 
game's state to a certain point. Well, what ends up happening is is if you take three minutes to load into a thing and you have a bunch of people that are all on solid states playing the mission, it can do a number of things depending on what kind of level you're playing. And uh, one of the things is, is that they will forward the story and uh, any of the communication you're having with the NPCs, so you lose out on that because you hear none of that when you're in the loading screen. But then on top of that, they could be, you know, close to uh, 500 meters away from your character. And then so you spend three minutes loading into the game, land, and then are immediately assaulted by this massive wall of text that says, hey, you are too far from your party. We're going to teleport you in 22 seconds. Go. And yo, dog, we heard you like loading screens. Loading screens. On top of a loading screen. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) so so thankfully once you're in the mission the loading screens are less severe but it's still for hard drive users it's still like 30 to 40 seconds and ssds it's like 20 10 to 20 more so so recommended use ssd with this game for sure but realistically bioware needs to get their shit together and make that not an issue because when we were this is one of the weird hiccups that we're kind of coming to terms with. Um, this was not a case in the demo when people weren't actively getting assaulted by the uh, failing to load in bug that was rampant throughout the demos. Mm-hmm. Um, you would load in to strongholds as a team. So everybody would hit at the same time. Four man squad looked awesome. And then in the free roam and missions, you would load in relatively at the same rate. And this was regardless of whether they had SSDs or hard drives. So something went wrong from beta to now? Something changed in how it compiles or something like that, but it's definitely agitated the amount of loading time between start and actually getting into the mission. Huh. My guess is it's uh, too too many super small files like Ark and Atlas have. It's yeah. a ridiculous yeah. amount of small files, like ninety thousand files. I think that game has, yeah. and that that definitely lends itself to one of the other problems, which is people that have less than uh, great setups are having issues with getting into uh, combat situations where the models of the enemies haven't loaded. Oh, gosh. So what'll happen is is you'll get into a combat situation and you'll start getting hit and not know why because nothing's loaded. And then it finally does load once it... Once the game systems catch up, you realize that you walk into like the middle of 16 dudes and two major turrets aimed at your face and like, oh, that's that's why. So and I've, I've run into that more than a few times. So now it's one of those, you know, you kind of tow the water of the pool, you know, to see, oh, am I getting shot? No. OK, cool. This is move forward. <laughs> then the second that starts happening, shield comes up, and you just wait for bobbing and weaving, waiting for the freaking module oh models to load so that you can start interacting with the things. So yeah, that's not good. It, it's less of a problem for the the thick boys because what they can do is they can put the shield up and then just bulldoze over anything that 
is not its size. So you just run around like a derp and uh, nuke smash. Yeah, exactly. And and you end up helping your teams doing that because you may or may not knock people on their ass so that your team can clean them up. But Mm -hmm. more often than not, it leads to death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for making it. T-Nitty, he has joined the call. What's going on? And we're in the midst of Anthem. Um, so, DK, is it uh, safe to say that this is a, Anthem's a good comparison uh, genre-wise to Destiny? No. I, no. Like, I, I understand the, the desire to do that because sci-fi is kind of the odd man out like they're just now starting to lean into that over the past five six years with success but destiny is a whole different beast it plays different it feels different it does its own thing um the gameplay cycles are different too they look similar on paper but they're not the gameplay cycles for this game would be more along the lines of uh Ability usage for the individual frames, javelins, and uh, that's punctuated while you're waiting for the cooldowns of your ultimates and your abilities with gunplay. And it's it, it's refreshing, really. Like I, I actually enjoy getting to run around, feel like a badass and a god amongst men, freaking blowing shit up constantly, and working with my teammates to do the elemental explosions that are all different for each javelin. Yeah, if I was gonna if I was gonna make a comparison to a current game, I would more align it with uh, Warframe. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just because, just it's it's you get to be fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. You get to blow a lot of shit up, and you get to move all over the place. You're not restricted by. I mean, your 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 movement is restricted by skill, mm-hmm. and if you can if you can fly and make that javelin do whatever you want then you can do it and you can make it strong as hell. You can do all kinds of crazy shit, lots of explosions, a lot of power, um, because it doesn't have PVP to bring it. Hmm. Uh, Nitty, did you play the game much? I played the um, beta for a couple days off and on. Um, On Xbox, right? Yeah, on Xbox. I I caught the tail end of some... It's, um, boss man, I guess, talking about some loading errors. I don't know if that was in the beta or the release, but on console, there was none of that. But that might be a hardware issue or something like that. But um, no, it was it was fun. It was a different um, kind of feel for a game. Trying to figure out how to fly around was my hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of, it, and you know, with all the gunplay being, you know, third person over the shoulder stuff, it doesn't feel anything like Destiny with the first person shooter or anything. But other than having some super abilities, that's about all that there is to the similarities, really. Well, and I guess you get to pick your gear, but it looks like there's going to be a whole lot more customization you can do than what little I did play Anthem. So. I did, I pre-ordered it, so I'll, I won't be playing it till probably, I guess Friday. But I'm looking forward to it. So, based on the time that you have played it, um, with that in mind, how would you rate the game? 
Is it a must buy? Uh, not bad if you got time. Wait for a sale. Where, where would you rank that at? Uh, let's go with Nitty first. Well, if, if you're looking for a game like uh, to play uh, co-op, I think it's probably something that you ought to get, especially if we can get a lot of people to buy it. Because there's not a whole lot of games out there that you can play co-op. Destiny and The Division were kind of the only other uh, other ones on console that were any good. You got a lot of PvP stuff, but if you're not into that, then you're just playing a few games here and there or um, or nothing or jumping all over the place like I've been lately, it seems like. But, um, it's a big, I mean, big co-op push. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the the biggest thing I think is going to be you know it's going to cater to that that group. Every I think almost everything has matchmaking in it. Every activity you want you could do it by yourself or you could do with a group of randoms even. So that, that'd be kind of kind of neat. But for sure, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's a must buy, but if you like that type of co op games, it, I would definitely suggest it, but if you're not too worried about that or you're going to play by yourself, it might not be your thing, but that'd be my, my thought. I've seen a lot of people bouncing in, uh, at least in discords on the PC side. I haven't paid attention at all on the console side, but it seems pretty popular so far within our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So D- DK, where would you rate it at? So, I'm a bit biased because sci-fi stuff has been my jam since day one. Like I, I get by with everything else, but anything sci-fi, I'm automatically inclined to like it because we're seeing newer, more up-to-date things outside of like the old Deus Ex games and whatnot. So I, I like the game, but as far as consumer opinion is concerned, it's got some work that it's got to go through to get it in a uh, a workable state. The loading times are a major, major boner killer because it's like two to three minutes of downtime, one, like a little less if you're running an SSD, but it's enough to where people have started voicing their complaints about that in mass. So that kind of downtime in a grind game where you're like just touching base to restock and then go back out, like... Diablo is a good comparison for the gameplay loop where you're just getting back to town so that you can restock, reevaluate your equipment, and then get back out there. And the fact that it takes like six to 12 minutes for that loop to re engage every time you go back to town is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. So that needs, I think that's one of the major problems that needs to be fixed immediately. But as far as if you like sci fi games, if you like the flight mechanic and the like versatility of the different like, empowerment techniques that they use uh, to make you feel like a badass mech pilot that has access to all this elemental mastery or heavy-duty guns and cannons and stuff like that. And if you like the PvE side of things so that you can run co-op with your buddies and just like you know kill a bunch of aliens on an alien planet, and I recommend it. But if that's not your thing and you're just looking for the next MMO thing to scratch that itch, I'd wait a little bit until they start fixing some of the stuff. So good if you're a hardcore fanatic, but a little rough around the edges. And pretty much is what I'm picking up. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're playing with homies, for sure. But if not, then 
and you don't particularly like the sci-fi bent, then I wouldn't worry about it. And nuke your take. Um, I pretty much mirror what's what's been said. Um, if you're a if you're looking for something that you're going to spend, oh, this is going to be your game, and you're going to hundreds and thousands of hours. Um, I would hold. Um, let it let it kind of settle before you uh, make that commitment because we don't know what we don't know what's going to be beyond what they currently have and right now it's going to be fairly limited um if you're not already on board i would say hold just hold on and just wait um let them kind of get through the kinks in in the the mess you're not going to be you're not going to be left behind, if you will, because uh, the way that they have instancing and um, team composition, um, all the enemies are going to scale to each person. You're going to get your level loot drops. Other people are going to get their level loot drops, and it's going to feel roughly the same. You're just not going to have the the cool abilities um, and synergies that come with the gear. But I'd say I'd say it's a solid I'd say it's a solid seven right now that could could really crank up um, if they if they treat if they treat it well and continue iterating on what they currently have. Um, I think you, I think you can move up to a good eight and a half. Definitely a, definitely a game that if treated right could be one of those you know thousand hour games. Whoa! Yeah. But right now I would right now is a. Millennial of gaming time. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're calling it a millennia of gaming time already. (laughs) No, I mean it's if if you really like that, um, if and if they treat it well, and if they keep um, keep improving on it and keep adding content, yeah, it definitely could be. So so that's one thing I forgot to ask early on. Is so is this a full price game or what's the price point? Yeah, it's, yes, it's a full price game unless you unless you dip around the uh, the premiere thing by either already having premiere the tune to a hundred bucks a year or you do the fifteen dollars for a month of it to get in it early. Yeah, if you if you if you want to if you want to try it out, Origin Access for fifteen dollars, Origin Premiere, um, well worth year. well worth that. Are there um, is there like season pass, microtransactions, anything like that in there? Um, no season pass. There are. Go ahead. Are micro? There are microtransactions. All the updates, all the all the future stuff that they're going to implement, um, are included in the cost of the game. I'm not going to say free because it, shit ain't free. You already paid for it, <laughs> which is good. Free. They do. They do have microtransactions. Um, from what I can tell, it looks it looks pretty fair. I mean, this the pickings are slim right cosmetic. now in the store. Um, they're all cosmetic, and you can either buy them with microtransactions, or you can get it through gold or whatever whatever their currency is in game. Uh-huh. Um, and you can also be awarded with a premium currency, so it seems fair. Okay. Cool. I don't like I don't like microtransactions, but if you're going to do it, this is the this is kind of the way to do it. You can buy exactly what you want to, which Most is tolerable which way. Is good. 
Yeah. No loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I think it's a fair microtransaction deal. I, I, my only concern is if they're going to have stuff that's going to be exclusive, but like exclusive in the store that you can't earn in game. But that doesn't seem to be the case right now. All right, well, man, I think we've gone through that one with a fine tooth comb. You guys have to, we'll have to follow up next month and uh, yeah. see, see if you're. Uh, Fuck this piece of yeah. shit! <laughs> once, once we get through most of the content or whatever. And... Power, you done fucked it up! Before we close the door on it, one of the things that I warn people about is that the uh, three point guys that they've had doing all, handling all the PR on Reddit and Twitter and whatnot have been very very cagey on their end game content outside of the strongholds and the difficulty changes and they've been using the t- throwing the term aspirational content around for the cataclysms and have done nothing to describe exactly what that content will entail and, and are still programming them yeah. <laughs> they're waiting to get enough money in the door to do them building the railroad track as fast as possible <laughs> But they've been extremely cagey, and that's one of the things I went over before uh, we convened was to see if they'd actually made any announcements and how consistently they were cagey about throwing out aspirational content, flash catchword. That's yeah. a cool word. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. Cool phrase. I, I aspire to make a game that has an end that's really good. I aspire. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, we're, we aspire to have a game not suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than um what was the last one we used uh oh geez the oh my god we even named the podcast after it the pride and accomplishment yes oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the one that always just i really really love yeah, but, yeah, inspirational content but now but, brought to you with more aspirational content. <laughs> but, but to give them kudos, there were a lot of like glaring issues that were kind of game breaking for like disconnects and stuff like that for progressing a mission. And they have tried their damnedest to fix a lot of that and succeeded. So they're trying to streamline the flow of gameplay to be as polished as possible. But it still feels a little half-assed and roughshod and it, so they're gonna have to buff some burrs out before it becomes that like triple a okay you know very nice kind of game it's definitely not that well thank you guys for that thank you <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> so let's move on to the division two uh, and i'm guessing oh well pretty much everybody here that's uh hosted with me has played it yeah yeah (laughs) i played played the beta with uh nuke and trey yeah that would be a no here (laughs) but so um let's see let's go with nubs first Uh, your initial thoughts did you play the first one first of all i have not um yeah it's completely new to me so went into it and I actually really enjoyed um, uh, playing it. I made it all the way to the part where you could open up all of the, allowed you to play all the uh, different classes. Um, and um, I liked the 
uh, mechanics of the guns. Uh, ha- I wanted to get bigger, better guns than the baby guns I had, of course, but, you know, the beta run out. So it's definitely um, a, a lot of different parts of the game that I enjoy the whole, you know, the hordes of bad guys that you can go fight and then going into the dark zone to um, also have like a PvP BE element, which is a, a lot of fun. So um, it's definitely a game that I plan on picking up once it once it drops. Um, it's another good co-op game. Very much so. Yes, I had. Um, and uh, you know they have the customization for the characters, so you can like play around with that. They have little emotes, so you can do that sort of thing. And um, overall, I think it's a fun co-op game that I'm going to probably put in quite an amount of time in it when I finally get it. So. Emotes, you said, huh? Say what? Oh, jackpot! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and emotes, huh? <laughs> emotes, of course, yes. You can do jumping jacks or you can wave. <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> oh, don't make me beg now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many hours have you gotten into uh, the Division 2 so far? Oh, gosh. Uh, not many. I would have probably at the most uh five hours because i was busy playing atlas and a few other things That's so right. i'm just yeah. curious so, yeah. so those five hours uh, uh how would you rate the game mm. is it uh, a must buy for you or it's high on the list it's it's a must I, buy actually it's i, I yeah yeah because it's it's kind of like um a shooter uh vermintide too for me kind of the you know go in fight the horse together as a team um and have a lot oh, of fun fight, with fight it. the what fight the hordes oh okay okay the hordes, the hordes, like hordes. no <laughs> no nuke that's another game for you i'm sure <laughs> really you like running tight i would have never known <laughs> we're gonna wrestle some hookers <laughs> well like in row i call the zipliners hookers <laughs> filthy hookers i hate them <laughs> No, but yeah, fight the hordes in the game and win the day. <laughs> I also like the interactive map, the way that it's set up. I don't know if that was from the first one or not, but uh, I uh, I thought that was a pretty cool feature. And um, yeah, overall, it, when the about five hours that I put into the game, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. So. Okay. Nice. Uh, Nitty Fish online. What was that? Did you play Division 2 at all? I played maybe about an hour. Uh, I only played it solo. Nobody else was around the hour I tried to play. But uh, I felt a lot like the first Division, but I probably didn't get far enough to notice any of the differences. Okay. Um, I played the first one quite a bit until they broke it um, with that first update. I can't remember the first DLC. Then I never went back to see if they ever fixed it. Um <laughs> Uh, so, well, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll check it check it out and see if it's still just everything. Hey, here's a harder enemy. It's just a, another bullet sponge kind of guy, or not? That's gotcha. at least the way the first one felt. But I I won't get it right away. I'll probably wait a little bit and check it yeah, out. Since you didn't have a lot of people to play with, and since it is yeah, co-op driven, there will be. I'm sure that there'll be a good number of people on the Xbox. I know about half a dozen of them that played the first one crazy so i'm sure they'll be they'll be on this one too but okay so it's uh sort of a, a get around to it buy for you 
Yeah. All right. And of course, I saved the the longest response for for last, Nuke. <laughs> so no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so give us the lay down, Mister. How first of all, how many hours do you have in the first one? Um, you know that's a good question. I can. Uh... A millennia? Do you have a millennia? No, no, I'm just under it. I think it's like 930 hours. Okay. Okay, so that gives everyone a, an idea of... Uh... 930 hours, and I would say 900 of that is solo. 30 with me, and then... <laughs> Why did you play that game solo? <laughs> because I like it. You played a lot. It, we were grinding gears <laughs> Well, I mean, you gotta try to you gotta try to solo incursions and uh, all the fun stuff. You back? Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Wow. So it's voice meter. The problem was voice meter. Hmm. And the only reason I'm using it is to test the reliability of Craig before we completely um, before we switch over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah using both just to be sure. Um, okay, one second. Let me get everything I had open before. Open. Okay. So where were we? We were talking about Destiny Two or Destiny Two the Division. Division. <laughs> and uh, where did we leave off? Uh, Nukes hours, Nukes. I believe. Oh, that's right. Nukes hours in Division One. So. Continue, please. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I really enjoyed Division 1. <clears throat> um, problems and all. Uh, it was just, it was different for me, and I liked it. I liked the cover-based shooter and all that fun stuff. Division 2, um, the beta went, okay. Beta demo went, okay. Technically, there was some, there were some issues. Um hoping that that gets cured. I don't want to brush that away. Um, that's definitely a, a big concern. They're going to have an open beta on the 1st, I think, for March 1st. Um, so mm -hmm. we'll see what kind of uh, changes and improvements. I did play the closed alpha. Um, the problems, a lot of the... A lot of the networking problems and a lot of the technical issues from closed alpha were addressed, so it was drastically better. Um, in the beta demo. Um, but the gameplay itself, I really like a lot of the changes that they've made. Um, they've made, instead of just having a giant pool of health and armor, um, they've separated the two. So you now have armor that depletes, and then you have your just raw health that once your armor depletes, then you get real, real soft um, to, to heal up. <clears throat> no longer an insta-heal med kit. Um, you have to replace the armor plate. It's got a little animation for it and everything. So it, it makes sense. Um, and it will change the game drastically and force you into cover. Um, in the past, you've been able to make just hardcore builds where you can just eat damage and face tank. Most things outside of heroic and legendary and challenging missions, the top three levels of missions and incursions. That um, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, um, 
so that's a, a core change. Another thing that they, they really addressed and, and made a lot better from the Division One is in the Division One's in-game was focused solely around the Dark Zone. Um, if you didn't like this Dark Zone, and I didn't like the Dark Zone, I think I got up to level 79 in the Dark Zone out of 99. Um, if you didn't like the Dark Zone, then you didn't have a whole hell of a lot to do for the first six or three to six months of the game. Um, they added in daily and weekly missions to try to uh, address that. Um, in this game, you start off, you're going to have daily missions, you're going to have weekly missions, um, you're going to have um, you're going to have a lot more activities to do that go along with the story, but it's going to also carry over to quote unquote in game, which is basically what you do after level 30, which is the level cap. Um, so you'll have different control points to work with and work with the, the individual friendly factions and friendly groups. You're going to have settlements, which are basically outposts um, that you're going to be resupplying and getting different missions from and different things to, to do. So it's, it adds a lot more variety um, as opposed to just kind of running around in circles, killing world bosses. You're still going to have world bosses to be able to to be able to farm and gear up, um, but just so many more things to do than than the first one. Um, they did give us a snippet of what it's going to be in the uh, in the end game. Um, you were able to choose one of the specializations. Oh, specializations is another big change. Before, you just had a super ability that you could choose from, whether it be healing, um, a damage-dealing one, and a damage-mitigation one. Um, this time, you're going to be choosing a specialist that has a special weapon, whether it be a crossbow, a uh, uh, grenade launcher, like a sniper, and you, you use heavy ammo for that. Um, Destiny fans know what fucking well <laughs> you might not know what heavy ammo bricks look like <laughs> because we rarely see them he did the crota raid way back <laughs> <laughs> but it adds it adds a different flavor to it so you get to pick it you get to pick a specialist now you can play that specialist any way you want to you I mean you can make it a defensive specialist or you know an, an offensive juggernaut um or a healer guy um but it's a cool I, I like the cool little twist. It makes everything a lot different because before with the, I'd say for the first year and a half, first year plus um, in the division, basically you were going to run the defensive. Um, you were going to run the defensive ultimate, if you would, because you could just eat a shit ton of damage. And then, you know, you're just constantly rotating um, damage mitigation to make yourself invincible. Um, and it really didn't work. It did definitely didn't work in PvP. Um, so they went they went a completely different d direction. But they gave us a shot to to play with some of the in-game gear. Mm -hmm. The in-game gear was not um didn't come with gear sets. It just came with some some gold pieces and some purples. Um, and you could choose to run it you could run one of the missions, which is going to be your main, basically it's just a dungeon. Um, 
that's where you're going to be your main source, one of your main sources of things to do um, to farm up gear. Um, but this time, instead, uh, once you reach once you reach level thirty, go into the in-game gear in the in-game section. You're going to be what they call invaded, and so all the enemies that you fought are still going to be there up until that. All the different enemy factions are still going to be there, but then a new group called the Black Tusk come in. Um, and they invade, I and mean, they've got significantly better gear, better tactics. Actually, they've got really cool tactics. They actually respond to what you're doing. Um, if you if you push up and and uh, allow yourself to get exposed, they're going to surround. They're going to surround you. You mm. shoot them, um, they're going to go run for cover. It's a little smarter AI this time. Mm. A lot smarter. A lot smarter. Is it the same city or? No, they moved it to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. We are invading the capital. <laughs> um, the, to address some of the bullet, bullet sponginess, um, they have, the enemies are going to have armor just like you are. Um, some of the heavies, instead of just firing, you know, 10,000 bullets into a guy's head, um, you're going to actually focus on weak points to destroy their armor. And once you destroy the armor on a specific part of them, then that part is exposed. You can take them down fairly quickly with focus fire. They're still going to eat a lot of, uh, eat a lot of bullets because I mean, that's just, that's the genre. There's really no way to get around that. And Carmen was saying it's summertime now instead of wintertime, like the last game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Trey said that. Okay. Um, so it sounds to me like you're really leaning toward must buy. <laughs> it's a must buy for me. Now, if when it comes to recommending to other people, if you really like the division, then yeah, it's probably a must buy. If you really like the dark zone, um, things have changed and you're going to be a lot squishier and you might not be able to, uh, do what you did in the past because you're not going to face tank people and you're not going to do the old chicken dance, um, and hope to outlast people and out heal people while you're doing damage. Um, so it's going to be different. So, but anybody on the fence, do not recommend buying this right now. Um, wait and see how it plays out. Um, because at the end of the day, it really is an extension of the division one. If you didn't like the division one, you're not going to like this. Okay, so strong co-op, uh, different PvP, which you may not like if you like the first. It's going to be the it's going to be the same PvP. Um, in I mean, the concepts are going to be the exact same, but it's going to play different because cover is going to be more of a priority, um, and you're not going to be able to heal on the run. Um, you have to play a little bit more tactical and a little bit smarter as opposed to just running out in the middle of the street and everybody's just, you know, you got 10 guys running around in the middle of the street fighting each other with um, LVOA and M4s and a fucking shotgun just shooting each other. <laughs> um, is, and that's a full price game? Full price. In the... Yeah. Uh, season pass type dlc they've got a season pass um but all the dlc that they're going to add is going to be included in the cost of the game i don't really know what the fucking season pass is for um i the season pass is basically so you can play the game for uh three days early that i can tell and how much is the season pass do you know 
I have no fucking idea. Uh. I know that I know that they've got they got one for fifty nine ninety nine. They got one for hundred hundred nine or ninety nine ninety nine, and another one for like a hundred nine. And then they've got like collectors editions for all the people who want the fucking action figures and lower books and all that shit. Trinkets and trash. Yeah, people who like to pay a fuck ton of money so they can complain about it on Reddit. You know, hey, it's right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you lay into those canvas bags. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I would I would if you're leaning towards it, I'd be I'd be cautious. I'd be cautious. Let it let it kind of play out because you know go definitely encourage everybody to play the open beta. Um, see if you like it. If you're still on the fence, hold off. Do not buy the do not buy the season pass if you're if you're on the fence. Yeah. Open beta is March first through the fourth, Trey says. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that. Um and they're also gonna have a clan system, which is cool. Um I don't know exactly what the clan system is gonna be because it was extremely limited. Um, in the closed alpha, in the beta, it was non-existent, but you're basically going to be able to have weekly things to do with your clan and be able to rank up and level up. You're going to have a shared space for the clan, which will be cool. Um, apparently, supposedly, there's, you're supposed to you know, get all your trophies and shit like that are going to show up in there from doing incursions and, and all the different stuff that you do, the levels you go up with, the, uh, with that. So it's a lot of... A lot of cool stuff um, that they didn't have in the first game. I'm starting to see a trend here where things are more co-op and less PvP oriented. <laughs> yeah, they they and even if, even in the dark zone, it's a lot more PVE friendly because in the dark zone in the past, the only way to get gear out of there, you you had to extract it. Right. And you remember you were there long enough to, in the dark zone with me. The extraction <laughs> is yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's, Few and far between. <laughs> um, this time around, you can. A lot of your drops um, are going to be stuff that you that goes straight to your inventory that you can actually equip right there, um, right there on the run. Um, you will get stuff to extract, but not everything is. And the stuff that you get that it's going to be um, contaminated is going to be stuff that's probably a little bit better and has a higher probability of better rolls on it, higher rolls. Is the crafting and stuff still the same as the first game? Um, it is the same yet different. They've removed gear. Uh, they removed weapon mods from the loot pool, uh, which is a beautiful thing um, that just clogged up a lot of good drops. Um, now you unlock uh, weapon mods and they're with you all the time. So you could put, you only get one and then you've got it forever. So you just equip that on all your guns. Very interesting. Well, I, I, dare I say that you've, you've done a good job selling me on the game, although I probably won't buy it unless it goes on sale, but well, no, I will, I will, I will tell I will tell you, I've played with, I've played games with you enough and to know you well enough. <laughs> Do not buy this until, you know, until it comes out. I don't have time to play it right now, but it, I was just afraid that, uh, I just get so tired of grindy games. And at the end of the, my time with division one, it just seemed like it was nothing but grind. So, 
but I'm glad to see the the changes you mentioned. It, it sounds like uh, definitely trying to keep the game uh, with some fresh twists and yeah. Their their initial their initial release in Division One was a f- fucking shit show. Um, <laughs> I still I still liked it, but yeah, it was a shit show. Um, and you guys have got to remember, I also liked Ark at release, and I like Atlas. I like I like broken fucking messes. Um, so ask girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly the women that I usually pick up. They are absolute broken messes. <laughs> but I forgot what I was saying. You got me thinking about broken mess women. You got me all flustered here now. Now I'm thinking about that. Oh yeah, I remember her. All the hordes. <laughs> but yeah um everything that they say on youtube and reddit is true good and bad okay so take that for take that for what it's worth people some people are gonna fucking hate it some people are gonna absolutely love it well thank you everyone for that so let's uh, go on to video game flops. We seems like we've got some winners happening, uh, up and coming. And so let's talk about the, the previous flops. This <laughs> section now sponsored by Fallout seventy five or whatever it is. Five. <laughs> Fallout. Nope. The game we forgot already. <laughs> I wish I could forget. Yeah. <laughs> So we had some big stinkers um, wrapping up uh, 2018. It's, it's sort of like the, the garbage you forgot to take out. It's it's still lingering in 2019. <laughs> and your SO is uh, constantly reminding you to take it out, and you just don't want to touch it. <laughs> so uh, some of the biggest games that we've had uh, – stumbled in 2018 were uh, big marquee titles and then of course uh one of the top ones we mentioned already followed 76 with with bethesda and of course our favorite most voted uh despisingly voted electronic arts <laughs> their their stock prices tumbled uh 13 in february uh, after they uh, confessed to some of their biggest release disappointments. Take-Two was another company that uh, had a fim- uh, similar fallout uh, with forecasting sales that were um, well below what they anticipated, uh, about $100 million short. <laughs> <laughs> and, but of course, you know, the CEO for EA uh, liked to say that uh, the market is still healthy, Uh which, of course, just means they fucked up then. Because if the market's healthy and you're not yeah. making money, you fucked up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. damn, we did not get enough pay to win in fucking Red Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rats! <laughs> uh, so, Battlefield uh, was another one. Battlefield 5 was a big stinker uh, for EA uh, dis- with disappointing sales. Uh, much fewer copies than they anticipated, and uh, although we can't compare complete apples to apples since the game hasn't been out as long as 
uh, sales figures for Battlefield 1 or 4, but uh, the figures are significantly less. Um, and they did not have a good holiday season as well. Uh, even Madden fell short and uh, FIFA fell flat as well. And I'm going to guess it's probably because EA was the poster child along with uh, probably Ubisoft for microtransactions. And uh, they seem to take the biggest lump on the head uh, for shitty business practices. <laughs> and uh, yep. so they thought that, uh, you know, of course, adding BR to Battlefield would uh, fix everything. You know, <laughs> if you can't make a good Battlefield game, just add BR. <laughs> <laughs> what kids are up to these days? Yeah, yeah. What's the latest buzzwords? Let's can, can, can we, like, make a small aside <laughs> of the fact that that trend and the fact that we have a bunch of AAA title companies and production studios chasing the dragon of Fortnite money that is like incredibly toxic to the creative process of them actually coming out with decent interesting and polished games absolutely it's yeah. just do what the other guy's doing instead of trying to think of what the next big thing is it's a terrible you're one step behind always when you're doing that so it's like saying whenever is the sequel to a movie better than the original <laughs> when the original sucked in the first place when the original sucked and nobody knew <laughs> about it <laughs> well i mean that's an exception i was about to say nuke did you just blaspheme on you know, live recording <laughs> no but i thought godfather 2 was better than godfather and both are great yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're both so to give you some uh, stats and just how dis- much of a discrepancy there is in sales, uh, these come from VG charts. So I'm not sure. Trey, being the st- statistical master, of course, grilled me, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I just go by what VG chart says. I don't know if they're digital copies or physical copies or both. But let's assume um, let's assume so that they Beth- are physical because it's hard to it's hard yeah, to so quantify and digital. Yeah, exactly. And probably for good reason, though, they can hide their money better with digital sales and physical product. So Battlefield 1 versus Battlefield 5. So PC sold 770,000 copies in Battlefield 1. Battlefield 5 sold 100,000 copies. (laughs) That's it. Uh, PlayStation 4, Battlefield 1, 7.26 million copies. Battlefield 5 on PlayStation 4, 2.2 million. Xbox, 5 million on Battlefield 1, 1. 1.5 million on Xbox. One thing that surprised me through most of these games, um, especially when I'll get to Madden, is how many people on PlayStation are playing versus Xbox. I, I, sports games used to be the thing for Xbox, and it doesn't seem like they have held that exclusivity anymore. So Madden 18, PlayStation sold 2.6 million. Madden 19, 2.1. Not too big of a hit in comparison to those other games. Uh, Xbox 1.9 versus uh, Madden and Xbox 1.5. You know, still took a hit, but uh, not nearly as bad as Battlefield did. Um, FIFA, 
8,000, was this, uh, 80,000 people bought it for PC, FIFA 18. Uh, and there were no figures for FIFA 19 on PC. <laughs> um, PlayStation had 11.8 million. Uh, FIFA 18, FIFA 19 had 9.0 million. And then uh, Xbox, 3 million compared to 2 million. And uh, even the Switch had 1 million versus about 750,000 between the FIFA titles. And uh, Trey says a subscription model ate into a lot of the sales too. That's a good point. So yeah, if people are subscribing to these services um, where they can sort of quasi rent titles instead of buy them, then that will certainly skew these sales figures. I wonder if uh, how that works for their income then, if they're not selling a tangible product and they're sort of leasing it. I wonder how that works on their books. Anyhow, uh, and even Activision Blizzard uh, had trouble. They were down 48% um, from October's uh, high as in regards to their stock price. And they had uh, similar disappointments with Destiny 2 and the recent DLC for it. So much so that the company uh, cut ties with Bungie (laughs) in a move that would uh, cost as much as $400 million in lost sales. So Destiny uh, 1 for PlayStation sold 5.76 million copies, Xbox 3.4 million. The DLC for that, Taken King, sold 2 million and 1 million, respectively, for PlayStation Xbox. Uh, Destiny 2, so we went from 5.7 to 4.1. Uh, for PlayStation, uh, Xbox 3.4 down to 2.3, and then the DLC was abysmal. Uh, 360,000 copies for PlayStation, 130,000 copies for Xbox for the uh, Forsaken DLC. It seems like a lot of people have jumped off the Destiny bandwagon, at least by these statistics, at least. There seems to be uh, a couple diehards still out there, at least my finger on the pulse of our community, uh, the people that are still out there are the diehards, but it seems like a lot of people have moved on. (laughs) They moved on. Yes. (laughs) And the game everyone seems to be chasing, as DK mentioned, is Fortnite. And if you don't know what Fortnite is, you you put dust in the shame and live on. Oh, my sweet summer child. And everyone's, you know, trying to adopt that model. EA, of course, released free-to-play game Apex Legends, which uh, is obviously their gauntlet in uh, the BR realm to compete with Fortnite. Uh, Hoping that it generates revenue with in-game purchases only. The the best thing about that game is it came out of nowhere. I mean, there was no hype cycle. It it was hey, um, there's a, there, I heard there's a new game coming out. Oh, oh yeah, everybody check your launcher. There's a free game out. Yeah, yeah I think I almost wonder if that was orchestrated or they just did it because they weren't sure if it was going to be a hit or not. And they figured uh, if they hyped it and it failed, then they would really look bad. Really regret it, yeah. I, I want to say that that's probably more in line of what it was. They didn't want to spend anything on the marketing of it. They just wanted to kick it out and see how it did. And if it did well, awesome. And So I, far, so good. That game is solid. Like a lot of people that aren't really keen on a lot of the esoteric parts of Fortnite and more leaning towards the gunplay and what's found on uh, more traditional shooters Yeah, that wanted a polished Battle Royale encounter. 
that's that's exactly what they were promoting there and it's definitely got some solid take on the franchise i agree it's kind of like a a graduation up from fortnite for maybe the kids that are growing out of fortnite um aspect but still want something similar tired of doing the floss then you graduate to apex (laughs) yeah (laughs) my uh my conspiracy theory behind it is it was the last ditch before uh last ditch effort before ea dump respawn said hey your marketing budget is Hmm. 50 bucks for this for whatever you're working on um we're not fucking we're not going to support your uh next titan fail um cost way too much money (laughs) Whether the game's good, yeah. whether Titanfall was good or not, um, it didn't. The, the the revenue did not match up with the expense. Right. I think it was a last ditch effort. Well, aren't they making the next Star Wars game for them too? Though is Star Wars actually going to have another game? Um, well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Star Wars. Being developed. <laughs> Yeah, they they've been keeping a lid on that. <laughs> yeah, they haven't said much about it, but so Apex signed up 10 million users in 72 hours on February Bot 7th. Farm working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, that was the same time the game was made available to download in China. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And to give an idea of Fortnite's growth, uh, in January 2018, they had 45 million users. This is all platforms combined, which I'm not sure when they say that it includes mobile. But then in June, they had 125 million. And then in November, they had 200 million, averaging 78 million players a month online. Jeez. Is it? how many players they had or is that how many accounts were active probably active accounts active accounts likely i mean we we know the industry loves to play with numbers and play with terms for Mm -hmm. those numbers oh yeah absolutely absolutely i mean take it with a grain of salt elder scrolls (laughs) online is trying to claim oh we have uh 50 million players no you don't you have 50 million downloads Yep. <laughs> Thanks to your yep. fucking annual free weekend. <laughs> the burn. Yep. So in other flops, Activision is uh issuing refunds for anybody who purchased Guitar Hero Live between December first, twenty seventeen up until January first of this year. Uh and that is of course due to the fact of companies pushing live services and then uh, basically shit-canning those services and not making them available. So obviously the game was you know, very online-driven. With uh, It only shipped with 23 original uh, song titles to play and then, you know, had libraries, probably hundreds if not thousands of songs online. And with those live services gone, wah-wah, you don't get them anymore. Mm-hmm. Blown away that uh, they were issuing a refund, and it didn't say in the article. But I'm gonna bet it probably had to do with a lawsuit. 
<laughs> that makes me wonder with uh you know everyone wanting to push live services do you guys think in the future we may see some sort of disclaimer or something hidden in the fine print or eula to you know cover their ass for things such as this where they won't have to take responsibility and you're just left holding the bill you could be paying 60 bucks for a game and they decide to cancel live services and they're not responsible anymore because you accepted the end user license agreement I would think it's already in there somewhere. <laughs> Most of them. Be in Destiny or Division or some of those. Without being online, you can't do anything. So. Yeah, that uh, chapsy ass of purists, too, who, you know, like to who were on the physical bandwagon of having the disc and always being able to go back to that game should they ever need to. And God knows with uh, digital if there's a live service involved, you know, they're not going to keep that available indefinitely for, you know, a niche purist market right. or a digital gaming hoarder. Looking at you, nubs. <laughs> karma. <laughs> karma. Yeah, karma. Yeah, absolutely, karma. <laughs> oh, Metro. Hmm. This did is... Metro flop. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, put this in the notes because it was sort of last minute. I tried to write the notes about no, a week it earlier. No, it didn't flop. It has ray tracing. <laughs> Please buy a 2080 Ti. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Metro, of course, is uh, it was set to be released on Steam, and they uh, at last minute decided to flop over to the Epic launcher for exclusivity. And that pissed a lot of people off. And I, I'm going to have to say, how are we not past exclusivity by now? I, you know, even the two big players in the console market, Xbox and PlayStation, sort of put it to bed. And now mm-hmm. here we are rebirthing it again. Uh, they're testing they're something. I think that they're creating more of a divide than uh anything I, I kind of understand why they did it because you know they're desperate to get people to switch over to uh the epic uh launcher, launcher. but i don't know it, it, the, way that, the way that they handled it though it it just would piss off everyone like if they had come up front way before people had made their purchase about it you know then that'd be one thing but then say oh Psych, we're not on Steam anymore. Lol, we're on Epic. <laughs> the last second, like, uh, no, that 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 pissed me off. I was like, I'm I'm not gonna buy it. So I went and got Far Cry Five instead. Prize, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh no. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. It's, I I'm, I'm hoping. I'm sort of seeing more people finally getting on the bandwagon and finally realizing the wrongs some of these companies are doing. And I feel some of them are finally voting with their wallet, but I wonder if, if they will for Metro. You know, piss people off. Are they still going to buy the game? I'm going to guess they will. Uh, I know I was looking really looking forward to getting it, but... Once they pulled that, I was like, oh, this just reeks. I'm like, I'm still 
recovering from Fallout 76. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Someone showed a photo, and I don't know if it was real or not, in our Discord that showed uh, they actually put a sticker over a box because the original print of the box was Steam. And they put a sticker on there for the requirements or whatever for the Epic Launcher instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I think right now is a really bad time for uh, high-vis game studios to do shady shit right before a release that'll have a negative PR backlash because while it may not affect the general populace, a lot of the people that are actively investing their pennies in their gaming habit are starting to pay attention to the shenanigans that have been going on and are shying away from anything that looks like a risky investment. Mm-hmm. Even if they did, in fact, want to try to play something, because that's it, it scatters the cockroaches, if you will. It makes the investors for a given thing really shaky about um, losing value or having to deal with a substandard launcher or something like that. You just question the entire thing, basically. Yeah. It's like no get- trust. They definitely get scared of the integrity of that because you have Bethesda doing the Fallout 76 thing. You got EA doing all of the things that they're guilty of. Yeah. <laughs> all the things. All the things. EA being the EA and polluting <laughs> water. They're guilty for creating tsunamis. Yeah. No, I think they're oh, egregious. I, th- I think their egregious mistake was the Battlefront fiasco. And yeah. that just kind of like snapped a lot of people's attention up because of how much uh, visibility it got. And so now the people that are actively interested in paying attention to those kinds of things start trying to get more information to help educate themselves on their buys. I hope so. I hope it, it's a continuing trend that consumers um, educate uh, themselves more because I guess. I, I sort of think in America, pol- politics in general is uh, growing more popular, and uh, younger people are being more engaged in politics. And I sort of see this, in a way, as gaming politics. And uh, so I think it's uh, sort of a new hip in thing. <laughs> well, I could yeah. complain about something that has a legitimate. Uh, <laughs> The grievance? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not just about cleaning my room. Well, I, think, I think it just fits, it fits into the rage culture. And if you give people a reason to rage, holy shit. I mean, they're going to yell and they scream. Will, yeah. I mean, people can be given free ice cream and they're going to fucking yell and scream and complain about it. But you, you actually it's give them strawberry. Strawberry ice cream. You give them, I'm not touching talented. Why don't you make something for me? Everybody's giving free stuff, and I'm not. That's a good shot voice there, Nuke. But but you give them a reason to be outraged. Holy shit! It it it's gonna rain hard. Yeah, but I, I think that people are paying more attention to the shenanigans that are going on, and how. Uh, Karma put it in the chat, and I wholeheartedly agree with it. Removing choice versus just offering a competing price point mm-hmm. is a terrible way to market something. 
because it 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 actively detracts from what you're trying to do in the first place, which is just provide a competing platform instead of doing the whole launcher specific. Uh, I launch. was happy with when they announced the Epic launcher, and we covered this in the last podcast, I do believe. Um, I was happy giving it a try just because their initial focus in PR was, hey, we're trying to give a cut a bigger cut to developers and this is what we're about yeah and that was a cut i could stand yeah, by it's going to really benefit the uh, especially smaller developers smaller independent independent studios it looked like a looked like a great deal but then, then shit all over then, it uh, <laughs> the delivery man open comes to the door and drops off a 40 pound box of rape so let's uh we're getting into an hour and 45 minutes let's we can wrap up with uh the steam awards and everybody's probably getting antsy anyway uh so there was controversy of course with the steam awards because uh some particular titles of the year weren't from the year. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to laugh because I made the mistake in a previous podcast when we talked about this before. Uh, we were talking about what we thought games of the year would be. And I remember mentioning The Witcher and somebody called me out on it. Like, well, that's not good games from 2017 or 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are. Here we are with the official Steam Awards, and they went and, and, and done it. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. That's right. So the game of the year, they had uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey listed in there, Hitman 2, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Monster Hunter World, and uh, PUBG. And, of course, if you haven't figured it out by now, PUBG won that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Game of the year? I mean... <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, it is still going, but shouldn't it be more like ongoing game. <laughs> yeah, how about uh, versus game was, of year. I mean, I had. I mean, I got four hundred hours in PUBG. I, I had a good time with it until I didn't have a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's sort of like an X, right? You're like, yeah, it was good. It was good, but now I fucking hate you. <laughs> I, there's so much more bad than good. Yeah. yeah I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised to hear that Kingdom Come Deliverance was on there because I didn't play it at all, but I remember there being a lot of negative backlash when the game released. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There was there was uh, definitely a lot of backlash because, because they, the they, they made the characters um, reflect that time period in fucking Romania or wherever the fuck it was located. What historically accurate characters? Who there does wasn't that? enough diversity. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Robotic transgender. And the, guy that, the guy that ran the show at that studio <laughs> was unapologetic about it. He's like, "This is this is what the place looked like." Mm-hmm. And then the VR game of the year uh, was between Super Hot, Fallout Four, Beat Saber, VR Chat, and Elder Scrolls. And I'm sort of surprised with uh, the with the trolling that VR Chat didn't take it. To be honest, but uh, Elder Scrolls won that game uh, award. 
And of course, the labor of love, which is what everyone's talking about in our chat. <laughs> Stardew Valley, Path of Exile, No Man's Sky. How dare they put fucking No Man's Sky in the place <laughs> of love? <laughs> More like labor of lies, they tried perhaps. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, Dota 2, which isn't that game from like 2014, 2013? Uh, and then the GTA 5. And I think that's the most legitimate winner in, in all of these is GTA 5 Labor Love. Yeah. Um, best environment. We had Dark Souls 3, Far Cry 5, Snark, <laughs> Shadow of the Traitor, <laughs> Subnautica, and The Witcher. Now, some of these, man, that's tough. In their own regard, Dark Souls, Subnautica, and The Witcher, in my opinion, are really close. But I guess ultimately, uh, probably have to give it to The Witcher. But that's a, a close race there, in my opinion. And then uh, Better With Friends, uh, Overcooked 2. I was very surprised to see on the list. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Um, Payday 2, which uh, I'm surprised anyone still plays that game. Uh, Dead by Daylight, uh, Counter-Strike, of course, is still in there, which... It's a 10-year-old game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which uh, when you really think about the name of the title, then, yeah, obviously, no one wants to play Siege with randos. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best Alternate History, Fallout 4, Civ 6, which didn't deserve to be on there as a turd drop of a game. It's of Iron 4, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And Assassin's Creed won that one. I stopped playing after uh, Brotherhood, but uh, most fun with a machine. Space Engineers, Factorio, Nair, Automa, Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> How come America Truck Simulator didn't ever <laughs> Rocket League. Rocket League won that one. And the best developer, boy, they had uh, a hell of a lot of runners up in that. Someone I never heard of. Clay, Clay, K L E I, never heard of them. Uh, Bandai, Paradox, Capcom, Screenix, Digital Extremes, Rockstar, Bethesda, oh. <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> you might as well throw EA in there if you're going to fucking throw those clowns in there. And then, of course, uh, Project. Project Red, uh, they won as the best developer. So um, there was one announcement that, well, I guess uh, we'll do roundtable, and then I'll do my final little announcement uh, treat for folks. Does anyone have roundtable they want to discuss? Oh, gosh. No. no. I mean, we've been talking so long smack about all of it. <laughs> I don't think I've left anything. Yeah, I knew this was going to be a long one, but we did really well in covering all the topics, even a little bit of Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the last uh, announcement I had was, um, so I come up with this idea that I thought would be funny and also help provide us content for the podcast. And I was wondering if there was a way to somehow record um, like voicemails, you know, if in your heyday, or maybe if you still do it today, <laughs> you know, if you've ever had a couple drinks and decide you, you need to get out that uh, truth off your chest to someone and then leave them a drunk voicemail. And so, and so I was wondering if there was a way we could do that with uh, Discord, or you don't have to be drunk necessarily, but just uh, a way to 
pop in real quick and leave a funny message or something. And then we can sort through them and, and play them for the podcast. And lo and behold, uh, Dustin paid off in spades, found a, a bot that does such a thing, uh, who is also recording our podcast right now and hopefully will be a successful edit after all this. So Craigbot can do that sort of thing. And so we're going to open up a special channel after we close the podcast here and we need a name we need a name for it though and so we're looking to our community to come up with a name for this channel and you'll be able to pop in this channel and when you do craig will come in there and he'll record you and uh, he'll tell you such he'll say that he's recording and you can leave whatever you want to leave a message in good bad otherwise it doesn't matter it's uh Sort of think of it as the O3C confessional, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll record it and, you know, we'll sift through it and we'll, we'll pick out the gems uh, for the podcast and maybe have some fun with them and, uh, and, and see where it goes from there. But uh, we're taking suggestions on that name. And if you guys have anything now, you can type it in the chat. And we'll open it up. And we need we have to finalize the name before we can tell Craig to record in there. Is, uh, so we got to figure out what we're going to name it. I see a lot of people typing right now. <laughs> the blackmail box. Oh my God, that is good. That is good. I'm sorry. Let's do the truth. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say something for Dustin. Damn, those are good ones. Those are both two really good ones. Dustin's truth. Damn, that is so good. Because he always teaches about. Uh, people know nobody wants to sit in his lap <laughs> not to you Shelly. <laughs> call me was <laughs> <laughs> any clan drop at all <laughs> well i like the two suggestions we got already the black mailbox and dusty's lap of truth the black mailbox sort of seems uh uh a little more apropos it sort of already delivers the warning and <laughs> <laughs> also dangerous Everything sitting in Dustin's lap. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Maybe we'll just create two channels and name both of them uh, and then see which one people join more. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling people won't jump into Dusty's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that digital platform will be much like the physical form. <laughs> not Dusty's lap. Yeah. L L. Nothing. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you want to make Ooh. one anonymous? Um. Well, the problem is. Well, you know what? I guess I could. In it's you're the only one that has access to it, right? Until you put it out. Oh yes, correct. So the the recordings are not public ever. Um, the recordings get dumped to. Uh, they're temporarily stored for thirty days since uh, I'm a patron for Craigbot on their services, but I have it um, configured for uh, Gmail, Google Drive. So like this podcast that's being recorded by Craig um, is available temporarily on their services, but permanently on my Google Drive. And the link is never 
given out publicly. So when you pop in the channel, uh, Craig will pop in there with you. Then he'll DM you in Discord and say, here's the links. They're available for X days if you want to listen to them, blah, blah, blah. And I think there, he'll even send you a link to delete it uh, should you have second thoughts <laughs> you know, about, <laughs> about the black mailbox. <laughs> um, but uh, I will still have a copy on Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why the black mailbox is uh the more apropos name but uh they won't go public unless uh they're in the podcast really so uh, i i'll have access to them and then i mean obviously it will probably message in the channel and craig tells you he's recording when he comes in there so if you're in there it's kind of common knowledge that you're going to be recorded mm-hmm. and, uh uh, and as far as being anonymous, uh, most people know oh. some of the most common voices in the clan. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't really want to have to go through the effort in modifying that in post. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. I guess maybe I'll use my professional judgment, as I oh. always marry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it depends on the story. Perhaps if it's... Uh, very risque or uh damning very damning then maybe i'll alter the voice yeah uh, trey posted a thing about voice changing app so <laughs> we can always do that too like clownfish i remember has a baby voice that you can use <laughs> just put it to that <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess uh the moral of the story is uh don't expect it to be voice changed but uh i guess maybe in your recording, you, you can mention it maybe, and then if I feel t- to bestow mercy upon you, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really just, it's there for fun, you know, whatever. <laughs> black. <laughs> I like the black mailbox. I'm really leaning towards the black mailbox. <laughs> oh. Trey has a yes. great idea to send the, the, the effing new guys to the to record their questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, we wouldn't keep any of them. We made fun of them in, in there. <laughs> so uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, uh, Search and Destroy. It's been around for a long time, and she started uh, helping out on the admin side, and she's working on the uh, Frequently Asked Questions document for me. So if uh, any of you guys here that help on any regular basis, questions or see things asked often, then uh, send her a DM or... All the things that are actually on the forum somewhere that people just don't go (laughs) read. How do I join the Xbox Club or how do I get into this platoon or game group? Go read it and you can figure it out. Welcome to my world, Todd. <laughs> I know. I've been around here for a little while. You, know, you just know. answer more of the people than I do. <laughs> I just deal with I just deal with Xbox people too. You get to reading hurts. Yeah, I just stopped. Yeah, I started yeah. ignoring them. <laughs> I was just like, you yeah. know what? You're just not gonna get it then. <laughs> So, well, I think that's going to be a wrap. So, you guys, uh, I'm sort of leaning toward the black mailbox. Maybe we'll name that. Maybe we'll name it right now. Let's let's do this now. Call it the black mailbox. And let's tell Craig to auto-record in there. Make it down there. I'll flip the permissions once you set the command up. 
All right, Black Black Mailbox is set to record with Craig. Go ahead and uh, make her public there, Todd, and guys can have at her. <laughs> Let her rip. <laughs> to go. Can you? Oh, you can't pin a message in a voice channel, though, can you? No, I'd say put it in the announcements. Okay, yeah, we'll put it in the announcements then. All right, well, another highly Next- successful. Podcast. Unless you want to have a text channel called Black Mailbox and have a little bit of a information, and then that could also be where you post links to some of them if you wanted. That's not a not a bad idea. Yeah, it's like if, if there are funny ones that you want everyone to hear, you can have a link to that Google Drive file it's like or whatever. Nice version of shit posting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... <laughs> Hey, you want to hear what someone said? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad idea. So maybe we'll look into that. So yeah, look for that to go live in the voice channels and we'll post an announcement about it, obviously. So, well, I think that's going to be a wrap. If you guys don't have anything else, I greatly thank you. Again, our hosts have been uh, myself, Black Death, Nubs, Nuclecoob, T-Nitty, and DK Boss Man. Thank you uh, for providing your insight. And uh, Thanks for having us. <laughs> Yeah. All right. right, Have a good one. Bye. Good night now. Oops, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I forgot which way was mute. (laughs) (laughs) The microphone. Oh, gosh. Hey, DK. Hey, Nubs. What's up, PD? Hey. Thanks for being here on time. (laughs) Uh, Me me and Nuke were chatting down there, and I was like, wait a second. It's... uh... It's about that time. <laughs> like we should go up there. I don't think he responded. So Nuke is always fashionably almost late. <laughs> we, we, were, we were talking about what was going on with Anthem right now, and uh, I was like, you know, we might want to calm this down a little bit because BD might be upset that we're like getting all our points out before. Save for the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. No, I said, I said, I said, I said, shoot it right now. So we can streamline the uh, 
the discussion because we could go on for fucking days. And that's the whole point, man. You run it like twelve hours, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I think we've we've we're past those three hour podcasts. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> thing. No, Which we'll is probably live. a good thing. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I got some new sounds, and I was encouraged uh, that they might be used for our new guest. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> it says wrap it up. Like that's not me. <laughs> you better wrap it up. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta go get my clock version of that. Looks like a chess clock. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then uh, since we're so, talking about flops. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. <laughs> I had no word from Nitty, so he said that it was a date night, possibly. And so I sent a message and I said, Is this date night thing still going, or are you going to be in the doghouse and podcast with us? <laughs> if you haven't heard from him, then. I guess we'll just assume it's date night. Well, I think that's cool of him to uh, to treat his sock that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in just a couple minutes. <laughs> okay. oh, I also added this. I'm I'm not sure. It's hopefully it's short enough that it won't get dinged. Hello, darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's short enough where it won't get dinged anywhere. Cross his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Yeah, asking the wrong hombre, man. I don't know anything about what the, uh, the length that you have to be under in order not to get flagged for that stuff. It just depends whether they can detect it. In mm. one podcast, I literally played... 15 seconds of uh, the Humpty Dance, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Because they don't just take out the 15 seconds. They take out like a two minute portion, which completely fucks up the entire recording. Oh, and no. I had to go back and uh, edit it out and then uh, re upload it. Hmm. That is unfortunate. And annoying as hell. For sure. What he's basically doing is looking for that one key sound for the beginning of the song and then estimating the amount of the time that it'd take for that song played fully. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That was hey, not wait. a sound it's, effect. That was it's, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's back. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Dustin was trying to convince uh, Pano to uh, download <laughs> Ring of Elysium. Mm-hmm. 
that didn't work. But I okay. did get uh, Borderlands 2. So that'll be in a few. Sticking out. This you get with my instance soundboard. It, it was, I searched welcome back and that's what I got. Oh my gosh. Well, it's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> Sounds like EA's ongoing PR team. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, and I, and this is another new one that I picked up. <laughs> so perfect. I <laughs> got <laughs> Get my notes. There we go. And we'll get started in four minutes. Four minutes. It's eternity. It's the final countdown. Voice channel is not hidden. Oh, I think he found it because he's in here now. Hi, Karma. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Trey. Fake news. <laughs> it's all fake news. It's, it didn't happen. <laughs> it was unhidden like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Huh. Don't take a side tray. <laughs> no, uh, unless it didn't. Uh, you're talking about the voice channel or? Talk about the voice podcast channel? Yeah, yeah. I changed them both at the same time the podcast live channel and the voice channel. I changed the permission. Huh. Oh, so. BD, did, did you guys notice that in ARC, the uh, organic paste was removed from stones, stone structures? Oh, so you don't need it to build stone structures? Correct. Oh, Correct that's awesome. Mundo. After that's it. Insane. Still need metal, but they removed the uh, organic paste. Of course, after I get done spending thousands of organic paste. Oh, right. God, yeah. Like that the entire tower up in the tundra. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, oh I brought my... what five thousand, ten thousand organic paste up there? About ten thousand, yeah. Alright. I'm debating to just start early. Two minutes, why not? Anyway. You gotta wait for you gotta wait for all of our fans to show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high quality production here, bro. <laughs> it's very professional. Right? <laughs> oh man. Grab the 
But yeah, with the new uh, with the new changes for the uh, for the Atlas server, mm-hmm. um, I will be building a fuck ton. So we're not going to have any outposts. We're going to have real buildings everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I, I was sort of saw that, but I was in the middle of the Overwatch scrim, so I wasn't sure. That's a lot of uh, changes. <clears throat> All right. Tax tax banks are gone. Fucking okay. pussies. Too many oh, people whining from the server of the game. Well, no, um, the uh, there were there were a lot of changes in the patch for the base game, but changing server rules now. Um, banks being one of them. Oh. Then people are taxing too much. We're losing. Oh. I mean, we're in a server where it's five times the harvest amount. So, wh- why are they complaining? I don't know. I, whatever. Because the, the, we, 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 I'm losing two hundred wood. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started and see if uh, Todd ends up making it or not. <clears throat> Let's see it. All right, off to editing. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it oh, should be crap. much easier. Even though there'll be two files now with Craig, but it's super easy with the way he splits up the channel. So, right. It's only one a.m. <laughs> Time for coffee. <laughs> I had one at nine. Now I'm I'm back to whiskey. <laughs> oh dang! Well, whiskey in your coffee. Craig is a godsend, though. Ooh, Irish coffee. That sounds good. All right, I'll cut you guys loose and I'll continue working <laughs> while you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go play games. All right, we're going to go play games. We'll, we'll win one for you, Black and <laughs> Row. How about that? By the way, how'd the Overwatch thing go? Uh, it went very well. Um, uh, but, uh, no. She, nah, she's... Uh, I think she was just playing solo for herself, so... Or uh, with, with her brother, so... She's not filling up to, like, talking to lots of people, I guess. She's really sick these days. Still getting better, but it's a slow going thing, so eh. But uh, we had actually um, full two team going in the custom game, oh pretty boy. good, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitch brought his uh, girlfriend, so we used the in game uh, voice comm, was able to figure that out finally. Apparently, they, in custom games, they disable the um, group chat that you can have so that everyone can talk to everyone. Um, just automatically disabled, and Decimate found out where it was because I was just at a loss where it could be because I was looking at her audio and it's not there. It's in another shot place. So figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I peeked in there uh, just to see how many showed up, and I saw everybody muted, and I'm like, oh, they must be using in game for some reason. Yep, yep. Because uh, uh, Miss Rose, I believe, was her name. Um, she's not uh, a member yet, so. They were like, "Why can't we have a, uh, like a, temporary invite into the Discord?" I'm like, "No, 
That's mm. not how this works. Nope. Not allowed. One, one does not just simply join the over 30 clan. <laughs> <laughs> one must go through the pain. Yes, yes, the hoops. There are hoops of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Paragraphs of reading. (laughs) Instructions. Things things you have to agree to before you get in. All these things that adults should be used to. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm happy to see Sneaky Pie's uh, wife is finally joining. She's put her application. I saw that too. That was really cool. Yeah. We're going to have to schedule another movie night, too, uh, mm-hmm. talking about that. Maybe I'm trying to think. Well, spring break should be coming up. I'm just trying to think when people would have time. Now that Valentine's Day is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, I guess keep that in mind. Right. We were actually talking about that earlier, uh, Dustin and Pano and I. And we were talking about 13th Warrior and how that would make a really fun movie to watch. Actually. I don't know. I don't, 13th Warrior. You don't know that one? Banderas, right? Yep. No, no. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's one of those movies I always rewatch. Like, I just, it's one of my faves. So, yeah. 99. Oh, I don't know this movie. (gasps) It's so good. (laughs) There's like, it's it's scary because it's it's based on um, the book Eaters of the Dead. Okay, so yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. Got to watch it, <laughs> even if we don't watch it for this for, for the movie night thing. You got to watch it because here, let me do it in my uh, movie announcer voice. A man having fallen in love with the wrong woman is sent by <laughs> himself on a diplomatic mission to a distant land as an ambassador. Stopping at Viking Village Port to restock on supplies, he finds himself unwittingly embroiled in a quest to banish a mysterious threat at a dis- distant Viking land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. Sounds it, accurate. Michael Crichton story, so based on old historical thing may or may not be completely accurate. So, yeah. It's interesting. So, Antonio Banderas is the only name in the credits that I recognize. Okay, but all the other actors are really good. Yeah, they're like from... Were they like, like Scandinavian? Like They were almost like those yeah, they brought yeah, in like, Viking people to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it seems like. The names. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, let's see, it's, it's basically probably the best adaption, film adaption of Beowulf I've ever seen. Okay. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I love it. So. Speaking of Vikings, I did download uh, season one if you are interested in watching it on my Plex server. <laughs> I might I'm take curious. you up are on you that. Are the show Vikings? What's that? You're talking about the show Vikings? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, how many? I think I watched two or three of the seasons. I can't remember through yeah. Amazon. I love it. I'm curious yeah, though. I, 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 I think I watched it like this one, one of the seasons in like a day or, or a couple days, probably two or three days. So I was like, I got to take a break from that show. So <laughs> watch something else, and I just haven't gone back yet. <laughs> well, everyone keeps saying I should see it. So, like, if you like Vikings, then yeah, you probably should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
in a world and violence. (laughs) One man. (laughs) When I get get tired, then my voice gets even deeper. (laughs) Oh, wait. Omar Sharif is in 13th War. You don't recognize him? No. I recognize that name. (gasps) Okay. Old actor. Um, uh, crap. Uh, War and Peace. The really, um, trying to think. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, Doctor Zhivago. What the one? Not War and Peace, but Doctor Zhivago. Um, from the sixth. It was a really big, epic, boring movie. Yeah, about yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, I'm looking at his list of movies. A lot of stuff I've never heard of. No, oh well. I'm not as cultured as you are, Mary. I I, I watch a lot of movies. Like, I, I don't know more. Four kids. I used to watch a shit ton. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my wife and I would go to the movies mm-hmm. three, I, four yeah, times was, a week before I, we had I kids. Did that with like, DVDs. Just see every oh, single movie in the theater. Came out this week. Well, oh, wow. Go ahead and buy them. Yeah, and we'll just watch. And, <laughs> watch movies. I've seen like. Maybe two movies last year. <laughs> and were kids' movies. Uh, well, I don't have kids. So I don't have to worry about that. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just uh, I've always uh, watched, like, I've watched all the old classic films growing up at least three times, everything, and then some. And then um, just uh, always keeping an eye on things cartoons or live action just watching things like i remember being on dial-up and logging into the one ring.net to look for new pictures of the film <laughs> in progress for lord of the ring like i was planning on making that film one day myself and then there's like peter jackson beat me to it but i'm glad because I, I really really loved it so. although the two towers could have been better fellowship is probably the best out of all three Anyway, well, Dustin is beckoning us to play our game. Tommy's gotta go record yes, something I... for you first <laughs> as a test. Yes, yeah, he should did be the make... one to grace it. Did you make it public yet? Yeah, it, it is. Be, yeah, yeah well, I he... popped in there right away. Yeah, I'll, go... I'll go down there and bug him about it. it. Karma and Trey, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, it'd be the, more of the quiet type, not wanting to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, I'll. Yeah. We'll write up an announcement. It doesn't have to be tonight, but um, we'll get it done tomorrow, I guess. Okay. In fact, I think I'll probably edit the podcast tomorrow. I want to play video games. Yeah, <laughs> go play some games. Nobody's gonna listen to it at two in the morning. No, anyway. no one's gonna mind. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good. Pl- good talking. Great podcast. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Take right. it easy. I made but, it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you in the doghouse or no? <laughs> no. Fell asleep. We we went we went out to dinner and I got to see what a seventy five dollar steak looked like. So that was kinda cool. Got a Wagyu New York strip. Oh fucking thing was I don't know, best steak I've ever had, but for seventy five dollars mm-hmm. it it better be. <laughs> Hell yeah. I had a 60 euro steak in Ireland and it was good, but it wasn't worth 60 euros. I, I've had better in Chicago. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
maybe for the, Ireland it's the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best you could find there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll get you in a few minutes versus a few days. Okay. <laughs> All right.